Hey, this is Matt Miller, who you may know as Tenchi. Welcome to Tenchi Cast. That was awesome. <laughs> How was that? All right. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I. That'll take me a minute to to come back from that. Thank you for doing. That. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. That was a, that was fantastic. No Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next exciting episode of the Interview Adventures, presented by TenchiForum.com. When one thinks of Tenchi Muyo, they generally think of the hijinks of a multitude of crazy space women. But where would those women be without the male character leading it all, and the voice actor who helped bring that shy Japanese boy to savior of the universe for us fans in the West? Thank you, Mr. Miller, for sitting down with us today. No problem. Glad to be here. First and foremost, what does Matthew K. Miller do today? Matt K. Miller is an actor. I uh, work primarily in uh, theater, live theater, mostly classical theater, but I do it all. I also still do voiceover jobs occasionally, some commercial, uh, a little bit of TV, tiny bit of film, but and I'm also uh, teaching, acting, and theater, you know, the college level and privately, and I direct as well. I direct theater. And what else? And I'm a playwright also, but primarily a theater actor. Cool. And you, you do, you travel around with your theater group? Uh, I don't have one theater group I work with. I'm a freelance, so uh, I go wherever the work takes me. I've been lucky that uh, I'm based in Sacramento, California. And fortunately, there's enough live theater in the vicinity and in the Bay Area to keep me busy. But I do travel for theater and uh, acting jobs as well. Uh, last year, I actually toured a show. We started in Canada and toured it to Greece. So sometimes I go quite far afield with the acting. So it's quite fun. When we, when we spoke with Patria, she told us that you were kind of the person who brought her into the world of anime dubbing. How did you get into anime voice acting? Well, we had moved to uh, L.A., my, my first wife and I, uh, to pursue my acting career. And you pursue any angle you can out there. Obviously, you want to be a, make a living. So all aspects of acting, theater acting and film acting and TV acting and, and voiceover was something I hadn't really done much of. I'd done a tiny bit of it, commercial but other than that, I hadn't done a lot. I hadn't done any character voice acting, only just like commercial spokesperson stuff. My first wife had worked with a woman who had this project. She was producing this, uh, at the time, certainly to me, unknown project, Tenchi Muyo. And so they were collecting audition tapes. It's one of those cases of uh, being in the right place at the right time or knowing the right people and all that, as is so often the case. My wife said, why don't you make an audition for this? So I did. I put an audition on tape along with everybody else, and they all got sent to uh, the producer, and I got cast from my audition tape. 
And that's how I... So Tenshi Muyo was my first anime job, and it was my first dubbing job. And I think might have been my first character voiceover job, I think. I think James Bond Jr. and all that, I, th- I think that came afterwards. Gosh, I have to remember. <laughs> this is so long ago now. As I say, it's, uh, it's been about... It was 20 years last 20, year that... Uh, 20 years ago, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's pretty hard to wrap your head around. Um, <laughs> uh, I was wondering if if you had any projects or any uh, anything you're working on nowadays or in the future that you're excited about and could tell us about or, or, or be interested in sharing. Uh, sure. Uh, like I said, primarily theater. Right now I'm in rehearsal. I'm about to open a stage production, uh, an adaptation of the novel Pride and Prejudice here in Sacramento at the Sacramento Theater Company. I'm playing Mr. Bennett, Miss Elizabeth Bennett's uh, father, and, uh, having really a lot of fun with it. It's just a wonderful story. It's so well known by so many people in the novel. And these particular writers did a great job of adapting the novel to the, to the stage. It's quite fun. I also have a play that's uh, won an award, and I'm trying to get it produced. It's a play entitled Beat Aside Apollo's Arrow, and I'm directing a show at the uh, community college here, a little children's theater production of Rumpelstiltskin. So we got a lot of things going on, and uh, but the most exciting probably is my five-year-old son just started kindergarten a couple of weeks ago. So, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. There you have it. Any any Tenshi fans listening to this in the Sacramento area? Now you know where to go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, come they on. They sound like they, they sound they sound like awesome experiences. Well, thank you. Uh, my next question is. Uh, some of your some of the series of Tenshi you worked on, you uh, you used a pseudonym, uh, Kermit Miller. Is there a story behind that? That was uh, because we were trying to um, uh, we wanted the, the whole project to be union, so we were in the process of doing that, and it weren't it wasn't union. The first couple or so weren't union yet, so we used pseudonyms, quite frankly, until it went union. And then we could use our union names. Uh, so that's what that was about. It wasn't anything too cheeky. It was just uh, we were we were just uh, trying to abide by the rules. That's that's cool. That's interesting. That's uh, something yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of people were curious about for uh, for a long time. That's 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 cool. That, that makes a lot of sense, though. <laughs> when you were getting in, in character for Tenshi, wh- how did you uh, how did you really come up with the uh, with with his particular voice? It's very distinctive, and a lot of his mannerisms. Uh, <laughs> Are, are quite quite unique. Did you uh, was there is there a lot of you in uh, in Tenchi or, or was uh, was a lot of it uh, directed from a from a director? Well, the base basic voice was pretty instinctual and, and intuitive on my part. It was just I went from a description of he's an adolescent boy, and I can't remember the specific wording of his description but that was basically it he was adolescent so he had to be younger than i was so i just sort of <laughs> came up with his voice uh and that's what i submitted on the audition tape and apparently they liked it i can't really give you a lot of analysis of it it was pretty much like i say an instinctual choice on my part of where i wanted to pitch the voice where i thought the it would sound age appropriate for him if I recall, there's something about him being very energetic or something along those lines. So I wanted him to be 
have a lot of energy in the voice as well. And I think those are the two basic things that I was going for, was the age and the energy, uh, which they apparently liked. And then <clears throat> any refinement on that was done in the recording booth between uh, the director and myself. And that's pretty much where it went. Wow. Well, uh, that's pretty awesome. No matter uh, no matter how it came about, it seems like you had a pretty good idea and the uh, the intuition paid off. It's certainly one of the most distinctive and uh, memorable of uh, any performances I've seen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a great question, Chuck, because I, I know that, you know, regardless of Homer doing it first, when, when I myself and any other Tenji fan and really other anime fans that I know, whenever they, they hear or they exasperate themselves, we think Tenji right off the bat. So <laughs> that was so memorable. It really was. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Well, we've been talking about the, uh, you know, how you, you got the role, Matt, and, and some of the things you, you know, you did to really bring that character that, that we all, all associate with Tenchi uh, to this day. So, and I, you know, most of us, even though we're not, you know, very familiar with voiceover industry and the recording process, you know, we understand that, that you, uh, you know, that even though you're in a cast with a bunch of other actors that, uh, you're, you're probably doing, you know, your, your lines kind of, kind of, uh, individually, you know, with like right. a, with like a director. When, when you did have interactions with other crew members or cast members, uh, like, like maybe your, you know, your director's. Or, or if you did have some interactions with uh, uh, with with some of the other cast members, uh, what 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 was that like working with them? I think Patria might have mentioned this in her interview that we when we first started, we tried to be in the booth together so we could play off of each other. But it soon became apparent just logistically it was impossible because of the way dubbing works and the way dubbing is recorded. There's too much precision involved with matching the lip flaps and, and all that sort of falderall that it became apparent that we'd have to record individually. So we, But when we started, Patria and I were in the booth together because that first episode, obviously, if you remember, it was just basic attention releasing Ryoko and then all, all, uh, all hell breaks loose. And it was the two of them. And it was fun, but it was just became apparent it was not feasible. So that was unfortunate. Fortunate we didn't get to play together, but we we were friends already. I think Patria mentioned uh, also that we'd known each other for many years previously in Chicago, and then when we were both out in LA at the same time. And I thought um, I thought of her for the role of Ryoko, and she made an audition tape <laughs> on cassette. If that's uh, telling you anything about how long ago this was, so we had known each other anyway. So we had a great rapport and a great uh, relationship. For a long time already the others i didn't know but we all got along like a house of fire it's just a really great group one of those rare things it happens in theater happens in voiceover happens occasionally in film too where you just get the right synergy with a group of people just the right uh, energy and right vibe i guess it was just just a blast to be around all those people and so that had to really be fun then uh already being acquainted with Patria and then getting, uh, you know, getting a role for her and then getting to work with her again. I'd imagine yeah. that that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, on behalf of all of us, uh, you know, uh, Tenchi fans, you know, thank you for, uh, suggesting her for the role because, uh, I think 
I think we unanimously agree. We think she she did a good job with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I like to take credit because she was so terrific. She's got this great voice, as you know, and uh, and and a good actor on top of it. So it was just uh, it, was a, it was a delight. Well, I guess on that note, then um, you know, not not to be redundant, but it, and and I realize this is. This really is uh, stretching quite a ways back here, but is there is is there a kind of a standout or a favorite memory or or moment you have uh, when you were when you were recording or when you were you know you were you were working with with uh, the the Tenchi crew? It really has to be really has to be that first episode because it was so it was a new experience. It was exciting and crazy because if you recall that first episode it just, so much of it was just Tenshi exclaiming and this non-verbal noises he had to make while he's being chased by Ryoko who's blowing things up <laughs> around him so you know it was just a lot of wah, 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 you know falling down stuff and being, you know, evading explosions and uh so uh it was like eight I was in that booth eight hours that first day and I remember, yeah, it was 1993. I was also opening a show. If I recall, I was opening a, a play, Sheer Madness, in Santa Monica, just like half a mile from where we were recording. So it was it was a heady time because I was the star of this anime show, and I was opening a play at the same time, and I was working and running around and recording and acting and doing this this wild character voice during the day. So it was, uh, that first episode was, uh, pretty memorable, pretty memorable. That, that, that I can't tell you how fantastic that is because we've, uh, we've had similar discussions on, uh, you know, obviously not, not getting to be on that side of the fence, but being as, as viewers. And we've kind of, you know, over the years have said, well, what's, what's some of our, what's one of our favorite moments. And a lot of us have said, well, you know, just, the way the way Tenshi Muyo starts off with a bang, it's 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 just like you said, it's just it's just fun. It's just yeah. fun, and I'm glad it was fun on on the other side, bringing that into being because it, it it was it was phenomenal from from those of us on the other side of the fence here. So, yeah. um, I guess on uh, just just to follow that up here, and you said you were you were doing other work at the time, and. Uh, and now, obviously, as as you have as you've been kind enough to share with us, you you've done a lot since then, and, and you have a lot of other a lot of other roles and a lot of other prospects in in all various fields of, of acting. Um, so, I, whether Tenchi specifically or or voiceover in general, how would you say that's um, if at all if that's if that's affected your performances or your or your work in in, in other in other areas you've done since Tenchi? Hard to say. I, I know I got more dubbing work uh, subsequent to Tenshi because of Tenshi, and because of that job, uh, more opportunities came along. So that certainly uh, had an effect. As we say in this business, work breeds work. Uh, so you get to know more people, you work on more projects, and you get to know more people on those projects, and it sort of has an exponential effect sometimes if you're if you're good. The other thing that was really just really fortunate for me was that it turned out I just happened to have, for whatever reason, a knack for dubbing or ADR as they call it in the in the industry. Um, because you're in this booth and I don't know if you guys know how it works, but you're in this booth and you're looking at a monitor of 
the, the Tenchi episode playing back with a time code. And you're given a script with just your lines and a time code next to each line. So the trick is not only to do a voice and act, but then you have to match the lip flaps exactly with the words on the script. So you're looking down, you're looking up, you're looking down, you're looking up. And if you can do that well and do it quickly, they really love you because it saves them money because those recording studios are very expensive to rent. So if you can work fast and be good, you're golden because you're saving them money and you're doing a good job. Like I said, I just I don't know why, but I had to have I happen to have a knack for it. So that word got around that I was fast and could do it quickly and well. So that helped also with getting more subsequent work after Tenshi. Otherwise, it hasn't really affected any other aspect of acting too much uh, that I could really speak to. Uh, I did incorporate a little bit of Tenshi when I did a one-man show a couple of years ago. I put in some Tenshi stories in my one-man show. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, having worked on Tenshi from the beginning until, you know, right up to this day, uh, what what would you say, if you could, your favorite series was to work on? Uh, the, The first one, the original one, where I really got to feel out the character and uh, explore different aspects of what he was going through and uh, obviously not create the character because it had already been created, but to find my own way in it and develop my own skill set in doing that stuff. It was a learning experience as much as a, a working experience, at least in the first part of it. After you know so many years, of, I think we did, good Lord, I think we last recorded in 99 or something like that. Or I think I even actually, no, I, I, I was already in Sacramento the last time I recorded something. So that was probably, gosh, 2002, 2003 maybe. can't remember. When they did a, another OVA or something, I could walk into the booth and it was just, the voice was just there <laughs> without even thinking about it. But in those early days, it was... Uh, a development process. Uh, so I guess the the first the first series is most memorable to me. You mentioned that third OVA was it th- this th- the time span in between the third movie that you did uh, and that particular series? There were there were quite a few years in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you find it hard to get back into the groove, or like you said, did it just snap? It just snapped back in uh, after doing it for so long. Like when I did the intro line for you guys, it's just it's just there. Uh, and I still get people who are are fans, and uh, you know, anime fans are everywhere. And uh, I'll meet them and uh, do a little tenshi maybe on the spot for them, and it there's no problem just having it come back. <laughs> You know, I would, there's something I would like to mention, though, especially for the fans. You know, this whole uh, thing about um, quality. Um, I would like it known that, you know, it really boils down to that old adage of you get what you pay for. If if there is any disparity, if there is any um, disappointment at all in like the later series or the later or you know or in fact of any anime series anything you're watching it really matters 
if you pay for a good director or great or pay for great actors uh, if you're willing to pay what a great actor is worth or paying what a great director is worth they make a difference I uh, pay what a great script uh, adapter is worth uh, then you get a good product if any of the fans are disappointed in any anime uh, don't necessarily say well that was just that that show isn't that good or that those actors uh, aren't doing a good job you really have to look at who's producing and I'm, and I'm not trying to denigrate anybody or any any show or anybody's work at all but I do find sometimes that things things that I've worked on or trying to be done on the cheap uh, it shows so and I'm not again I'm not um, singling anybody out or any show out but I have seen that happen in the industry so I'm just like that now if you want a good product, uh, you need to pay for it. As I guess as long as Tenchi continues to stay popular the way it does into the future, if given the chance, would Matt K. Miller continue to voice Tenchi? Oh, sure. Sure. That's a character that's always going to be uh, uh, close to my heart because uh, of what it meant, uh, how significant it was in my career and voiceover and how much it still reverberates with fans i still go to cons i went to a i went to where did i pittsburgh uh a year or two ago so when i'm available i if you're listening out there you con directors uh invite me if i'm available i'll come because uh, i love talking to fans and you know that's how it, what makes it so popular is the fans you know they're the ones watching it and loving it so i'm appreciative for them so anytime some people tend to be busy or some people tend to, uh, you know, ha- have busy schedules and whatnot. But that's that's good to hear that, you know, you're you're still a part of the con scene if if people will have you. Absolutely. Considering that you are the voice behind the madness, uh, so to speak, which girl would you, Matt <laughs> Miller, choose for Tenchi? <laughs> the question I always get. <laughs> uh and I used to be very diplomatic and say, well, they're both beautiful and they're both wonderful and all of that. But uh, Patria is such a good friend of mine. And Ryoko, so <laughs> especially those early days we were recording together, uh, I don't mind saying anymore. I'd, I'd go with Ryoko. I like Ryoko. <laughs> Nothing against Woo! it. Jennifer Darling. Yeah. Say that, I, I think that's an answer that a lot of people have... Uh have been kind of, you know, holding back for like, yes, he said it. <laughs> I was going to um, say, yeah, you, you've made a lot of people happy today, sir. <laughs> you did. Is, uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to your fans out there that you may not have uh, said before? Thank you so much for making Tenchi so popular and so huge. Uh, let's keep it alive. Let's keep it going. Heck, let's make some more. Why not? Keep coming to the cons. Uh, ask your cons if you'd like to see me I'd love to come tell your cons invite me I'd, if I'm available like I say if my schedules works uh, I'll be there I love to see the fans I love to mix with the fans and do panels and all that stuff and I love to travel and meet new people all the time so thank you to the fans thank you for watching Tenshi let's keep it going well guys uh, 
anything else that you might want to ask the one and only Matt K. Miller? Uh, well, time allowing here, um, <laughs> I might have a just a couple quick ones here, um, sure. unless uh, anyone wanted to go before me. But I guess since I, I, I went ahead here, um, I guess I was just gonna gonna ask because um, because you did you did such a good job with this that I'm alluding to here that I didn't know for the longest time, even though I, I watched Henshi, you know, ever since uh, saw it on TV in like you know 2000. But uh, but if I recall correctly. Uh, in one of the uh, iterations, you you played a you played a villain character named Hotsuma. Is that is that is that ringing a bell? I you could very well be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't as memorable as Tenchi. I mean, that that's, that's <laughs> ar- arguable. So I, I guess either to that experience, or if if you have any other experiences, I was just gonna just gonna see because you. Intention you play you play our protagonist your your underdog that we root for but I was going to ask how it was and how how it's a little different um, or similar or what have you uh, playing um, an antagonist instead of the good guy. <laughs> bad guys are fun. Bad guys Tenshi's a blast, but bad guys can be really fun too because you get to be naughty and bad, do all those things you think about, but. Would never ever do. So bad guys are fun for a different reason because you get to do all those horrible things that you're thinking um, to people. <laughs> uh, I don't recall that character specifically, and that's interesting you bring that up because we did do all of us did uh, multiple voices at times. If if Tenshi had a low line load in a particular episode, and they needed an extra peripheral character or something done the union contract you they can get three voices out of you per job without paying you more not to get into pay stuff too much but um so they would say hey you know there's a guard in this other scene he only has a few lines matt would you take that one and that would happen on occasion that was fun because then because doing tension is great but it was fun to stretch yourself and do other voices too and and try to mask it as well as you can so nobody unless they're reading the credits carefully, wouldn't know that it was also you doing the guard over here or doing the bad guy in this other episode. Because the plots did get rather intricate after a while. Uh, I th- wasn't I at one point <laughs> playing myself and my Tenchi's opposite or something? <laughs> the fans probably know better than I do. I, know, I just remember there were times where I was doing bad guys and good guys and different voices. And that's fun, because then you get the stretch. Like, oh, I get to make up another voice. i got to come up with one. And so that's always fun to use your muscles. Well, i got to say, from, from my end, like I said, you know, it, it's only, you know, like, what, you know, 10 years later, I watched the whole thing on television, uh, but it's only way later that I'm, I'm you know, going back into it and, and, and kind of trying to research it and looking up, and I'll, and I'll see a, a role and... Uh, such as yourself, and I'll go. No way, that was Matt. Get out! I and, uh, had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I like doing that in the, my theater jobs as well. I like to sort of really immerse in the character, so people don't really know it's me right off. That's fun. I did think of something. Oh, good, Lewis Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised at all that Tenchi has maintained his popularity over the years? I used to be surprised. Um, I, I'm not as surprised anymore just because I've heard from so many fans and, and like, uh, you guys are, are saying 
that it captured some. There was something enigmatic about it, and maybe it's ineffable what that thing is. Maybe it was just that synergy I was talking about that came through on the the voice uh, acting. I don't know. Uh, I can't say for sure, but I think it's that probably a combination of things, combination of the story and what a wonderful story it is, but great, vivid characters, those original uh, artists and writers came up with. And on top of that, the wonderful time we had recording the English versions. So maybe it's just a, an aggregate effect of all of that. I just had a, a real quick one. Um, I'm, I'm curious, do you ever, uh, how often, if, if ever, do you uh, have any contact with some with your former castmates from the show? I really only communicate on any regular basis with Patria. We're friends on Facebook, and uh, I see what's going on with her on that, and we shoot each other messages once in a while. She's really the only one. Uh, occasionally... Uh, hear about what's going on with this other guy. Oh, uh, you know what? I take that back. Katie, uh, Katie Vogt, who's now working up at uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland. She's a regular company member up there. She's been up there for a few years now. I see her when I go up to see shows at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and she's great. She's also an old friend. <laughs> she's terrific. So if any theater fans go up to Oregon Shakes, you can see... Uh, Washu on stage. So Katie and Patria are really the only ones I've been in any kind of regular touch with. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and you heard it. You heard it right, straight from Matt. Uh, I think we do actually have a couple uh, Oregon Tenshi fans that okay. we know of. So we'll uh, we'll send them her way. Good, good. It's just great to hear she, uh, like her and and we've heard from Patria and yourself, Matt, and just just uh, however much we were able to hear about um, you know you guys. Uh, going on to, to do other things and, and uh, doing well and, and your careers are still going on and we, we just, we love hearing that you know, we really do. Oh good, good thank you. Yeah, I think that's about it for me other than that's to <laughs> once again say thank you so much for uh, for jumping in here, Matt. You yeah, bet. Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome and if fans want more contact I've got a Twitter account just look for Matt K. Miller and I've got a YouTube channel and I know Fans have found me there and messaged me through the YouTube channel, Matt K. Miller. Um, so if they have any more questions or want any comments, make any comments, or uh, just give a shout-out, they can find me on those two outlets. Until next time, stay gold. Stay gold.